Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChumpaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to From Complex to Queens, Amazing Avenues Modeling Podcast. I'm Steve Saipa, and I'm joined by Lucas Vlahos, Ken Levin, and Thomas Henderson. So, how is everybody doing this week? All right. Yeah, pretty good. Doing well. We had all of two days of actual winter temperatures, which I enjoyed, and now they're gone again, and we still haven't had snow. Not on wood. I, I, hate, I hate so much. Well, thank you, Global Warming, mm. for this. I mean, I'll be biting my tongue in, like, 30 years when things are really not good. But for now, okay. <laughs> um, so, promote extend trade. And it's been out there in the news that A-Rod is interested in purchasing the Mets now that Cohen is, is out. And it's a pretty long – it's a pretty big long shot, but he does have the finances and the name power to – pull it off and get a group together but A-Rod is from Washington Heights and he is not the only big time ball player that spent some time there Lou Gehrig, Rod Carew and Manny were all born in different places Uh, Gehrig was born in another part of Manhattan Uh, Carew was born in Panama and Manny was born in the DR but they all spent some baseball formative time in Washington Heights so of those Hall of Famers or should-be Hall of Famers? Who are we going to promote? Who are we going to extend? And who are we going to trade? 
As a Washington Heights resident, I didn't know that Manny had spent any time here. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. He went to high school there. Oh, cool. Uh, I know the objectively right answer is to not is not to uh, uh, extend Manny, but because it's Manny, I think I want to extend Manny. Oh, of course, I extended Manny. You gotta love Manny. Yeah, Manny being Manny, man. Uh, for the fun factor. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, who else? Are any other of these other guys gonna cut off throws in short left field for no reason? I don't think so. <laughs> Truly, one of the oddest plays in baseball history. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, he was. Even that time in LA where he was good for like a season and a half was loads of fun. Oh yeah, that was wild. Climbed up the wall, gave the guy a high five, and came back. <laughs> <laughs> They turned those terrible seats down the left field line into like, hey, pay extra to sit in Mannywood. And like, I would have. Yeah, yeah, I would have. Because <laughs> the dude was putting dingers in there every other game. Uh, and then I guess for the other two, like, flip a coin, I guess. Promote Carew just for the hell of it. I feel like Manny's the obvious, just for the, like we were talking about, the fun factor. Yeah, whenever you give us these Hall of Famer questions, it's literally like, I have to trade one? Yeah, no. We're trading, in my case, I traded Rod Carew. Like, who does that? Yeah. <laughs> not a smart, uh, you're not going to stay uh, employed as a GM long if you're doing that. <laughs> no. Rod Carew was worth 72 F4 in his career. Not bad. I don't even know what Manny's is off the top of my head. I feel like it's probably what? more than that. I feel like it's 6.3. Yeah, he's at, like he could huh. not play defense. At all. No. Like, Manny don't play defense. Uh, yeah, I just don't have a strong take between the two Hall of Famers. Also, yeah. Gotta promote Gehrig, I think, because he's Luke Gehrig. He's... Yeah, it's true. Also, like, Gehrig... Definite over 100 war. Mm. And, like, um, Carew was mostly, like, a contact hitter, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. I would probably rather the guy who hit a lot of dingers... I mean, objectively, the answer is to promote Gehrig because he's, like, a top-ten player all-time, and Carew and Manny yeah, are, aren't. <laughs> Almost twice as good. <laughs> as as Manny? Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. In fewer at-bats and games. <laughs> Jesus. That's crazy. The 20s were wild, man. There was five good players. <laughs> and they were all on the Yankees. Unfortunately... Imagine how much baseball must have sucked. Imagine being a fan of not the Yankees. Oh. Like, oh yeah, I think we're going to have a real good season. And then lose to the Yankees because they won 100 <laughs> whatever games, however long the season was. They this lost was poor, three. Poor St. Louis Browns fans out there. <laughs> 
since we're talk- on the on the topic of Manny, I had this conversation with my brother, and I'm not really sure why I had this conversation with my brother. But do you guys think that Manny could run for governmental office in the Dominican Republic and kind of become like a Dominican Trump? What the hell kind <laughs> of question is that? What brought that up? Yeah, where did this line of inquiry come from? I really don't know. I really don't remember. But could how he, many drinks I think... were consumed prior to this question being asked? None. That's just the kind of things that I think yeah. about, I guess. <laughs> I think he could pull it off, though. I'm not saying that he would be uh, a shit, shitty, shitty person like Trump, but I'm just saying that kind of cult of personality and outrageous things. See how pop, how popular is is Manny in the Dominican? Like, I I, I know like he he's popular here for like the memes of Manny being Manny, but I never got the impression that he's like a David Ortiz esque figure in the Dominican. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that he is a, a big poppy or a Pedro level, but he is up there. Oh, okay. I mean, then maybe. <laughs> I prefer he not, honestly. <laughs> like, do do something that doesn't reveal that you're actually a bad person, maybe. Well, that's why I said I don't. I don't necessarily know if he would do bad things like Trump, but an outrageous and uh, very interesting time would be had if Manny was president of the Dominican Republic for for sure. Could you see him? So you know how Putin always does those hockey games where he like scores eight <laughs> goals, and they like the teams are obviously not trying. Do you think Manny would do that? Like he'd have a charity baseball game every year where I he would just so. like fucking soft tossed me this pitch so I could hit it five hundred feet with this aluminum bat. He goes eight for eight with eight home runs. Yeah. <laughs> He, like, accidentally decapitates a third baseman every once in a while because he's using a metal bat and he's Manny Ramirez. That's just what happens when Manny's being Manny. Also still probably roided out of his mind because it's Manny. <laughs> hey, he has to prepare for that uh, baseball game, that, uh, that intramural baseball game. Oh, now that I would pay money to see. <laughs> well, I think we could all agree that Manny is awesome. Yes, yes. You know what is not awesome? Many other things. Yes, many other things. One of them being Clover Field, which is the former first data field, former tradition field, former digital data field, had a couple of other names maybe. Slash movie franchise by J.J. Abrams. Mm, a lot of a lot of uh, names it had, but the spring training complex and home of the St. Lucie Mets. Um, it went it had some reservations. Reservations, jeez. It had some renovations this winter, mm-hmm. and I don't know if those renovations are because or if they're related to the fact that last year the place lit on fire in the 4th of July. <laughs> you know, that's very appropriate. They're not really making, you know, they're not really bringing that point up, but that may be why there were some renovations going on. I don't know. But yet again, the Mets had another low Mets situation. Um, the clubhouse that was used by, that's used by the major leaguers in like the six weeks or so that they're down there for spring training, nicer than the clubhouse that's used by the minor leaguers. And as far as I'm aware, it's a pretty common practice around baseball. It's not like the Mets only want to do this, but the Mets had to Mets it up by not only drawing attention to this fact, 
but basically putting out like a PR statement that they're they're proud of it that the minor leagues can't use it. Um, they basically said, quote, that, you know, that the locker room, quote, gives minor leaguers a reminder of the status that they're working to earn. How asinine is that? When your Major League Baseball team agrees with Matt, uh, Adam Eaton about... <laughs> <laughs> Literally anything? Uh, yeah, they're doing something wrong. <laughs> That's not true. I'm sure Adam Eaton has some, like, good takes on how to hit or shit. So if you agree with him on that, maybe that's okay. Uh, yeah. You know what would have been really interesting? If they did the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, major leaguers, you know how you never give a shit about the minor leagues whenever we have negotiations? Go use their clubhouse for a week or two and realize that li- remind yourself that life sucks and maybe you should uh make minor leaguers get paid. <laughs> I'm so sure that would cause all sorts of union issues. Sorry, go ahead. When a major leaguer goes on rehab, does he just sit in that clubhouse by himself? I hope so. <laughs> like, like, like is That's he like, a good yeah, question. I'll, I'll see you at the field, guys. I'm going to go to that huge clubhouse. <laughs> like, I like to think that they have like sandwiches and stuff that they make in it, and if there's no big leaguers on, on like rehab, they'll just throw them all away. <laughs> Every day they make new sandwiches. <laughs> Oh, no one came today. We gotta throw them all out. <laughs> no, there's there's always gonna be someone there. I think Jed Lowry's gonna actually move in. Oh no. What if it's his apartment? Yeah, Hear that, me that, out. That that'd be a pretty actually. sweet apartment. He gets to live there while he's on rehab for the next six months. So then we get to see him in September and it's all fine. And then everything he goes on. makes sense all of a sudden. Hmm. Did you see his knee brace, by the way? He looks like the Terminator, which is which is not good for his prospects in to make the team out of camp. We're going way off track here, but I tried to do some digging slash asking my doctor friends what hit the ailment might be, and they have like no idea. <laughs> what, like it's very Metzian. I still think he tore something that wasn't supposed to be torn. <laughs> But, I mean, screw you, Mets. That clubhouse thing is ridiculous. Yeah, it's so bad. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Um, well, one good thing, I guess, that we can report on today is the fact that, um, according to the AP, the minor leaguers at every level are going to see a slight pay increase in their take-home pay, ranging from 38 to 72% increases. So players at rookie level and short season, they're going to have their pay raised from $290 to $400 a week. Players at low A and high A are going to go from $290 to $500 a week. Players at double A are going to go from $350 to $600. And players at triple A are going to go from $502 to $700. And keep in mind, guys, that, you know, for whatever reason are getting more money, whether it be, you know, veteran status or possibly stuff that they worked out when signing their contract, whatever the case is, are going to be getting more money than this. But this is obviously that uh, base that all players can be taking home. And How many weeks is the season? Uh, depends on what the level is. I mean, you have for the full season teams, April to September. And then the short season teams, June to September. So 
six to three months. Mm, so that's seven times twelve. That's still a pittance. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's still well below a livable wage. But I mean, any any extra money is a good thing, and a couple of hundred dollars does go a long way. Um, definitely, it's not going to stop all those practices that guys have to do to survive, like bunk a bunch of guys and you know in a one or two bedroom apartment, fill up on junk, act like Gavones during the pre and post game spread. Um, but you know, it, it, it helps. It helps. A couple hundred dollars definitely helps. Especially before, you know, the season when they're playing and practicing in spring training but not actually getting paid for it. Or in the fall when they're in the instructional league and, you know, same thing, they're working out, practicing, all that other stuff and not actually getting paid for it. But uh, yeah, and in before the the you get they might have already done it where MLB releases that press statement like yeah we're it's okay we're cutting all these teams we increased pay <laughs> exactly you know that yeah. that is exactly going to be so that's okay yeah you've gone from oh I get to have I get one extra peanut butter and jelly per week now awesome <laughs> you go from that to oh I don't have a job anymore yeah right for all, for everyone else. Too little, too late. And, yeah, I mean, it really is a joke. It it really is just a thing to get some good PR and, uh, you know, don't look behind the curtain because they are effectively trying to throw a few hundred guys out of a job here. Mm -hmm. And with all the other stuff that baseball's going on, they probably were just like, yeah, we'll give them an extra $100 or whatever it is. Like, at the end of the day, that's still nothing for baseball. No. And they're gonna spin it as something like, look at a, look at this great thing we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good point. Um, I mean, I really don't care about all the science stealing stuff, but I know a lot of people do, and it's kind of like maybe not snowballing bigger and bigger out of control, but it it definitely is. It's not going away. And something as stupid as, well, not stupid, but something as simple as, as, you know, like raising these guys' base salaries would be like a, a big PR move to, to give them, you know, some goodwill for a change over these last couple of weeks. It would definitely cost, you know, like, like we've spoken about, you know, uh, a couple of million dollars per team is nothing. Compared oh, yeah. to the kind of stuff that they, you know, or their operating expenses and everything. I, I actually, last time we talked about this, so I wouldn't have to keep redoing the math. I wrote it down. <laughs> good man, good it's man. It's like some, our approximations were like ten to fifteen million dollars a year, so that you could have six slash six or seven levels, fully staffed with education, uh, food, living wage, uh, adequate trainers, etc. <laughs> And for the cost, like, yeah. for the cost of the, for the cost of, uh, less than the cost of eight Jed Lowry at bats, you can make <laughs> your minor leagues functional. See, now, even if, even if Major League Baseball and all the, you know, affiliated teams spent half of that on just making the lives of minor leaguers better, how much good PR would that get them in a time when they really are hurting for good PR? Be huge. It'd be, yeah. And not only that, like, one of the arguments that I always thought of, like, 
teams would just get better minor leaguers out of this. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I think that's like they're they're spending more sure, but how many people ended up failing out when they shouldn't have because of things like this? Like, it just boggles my mind that they won't even help themselves in that regard, even if they want to do it for a selfish reason. Like, it just makes more like. If one team does this, they'll have an edge on everyone else, mm-hmm. and a considerable one. If you if you want to value a win at at ten million or whatever, you need to generate one extra war of value per year doing this. Like you hit on one actual like major league good or great player, you've paid for it for a decade. You just exactly. generate a couple random relievers or a bench bat, and you pay for it every year. It, 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 Mind-blowing. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. We think that that is the next, you know, market inefficiency to be exploited is taking care of your employees. Treating players like world-class athletes. Uh, How about we start as just human beings? (laughs) Yeah. And then that team is going to get, like, lauded for it everywhere. They're going to be like, look at this genius organization when it's just like they're doing what they should have been doing this whole time. Yeah, Toronto... Yeah. Took like the first step, but. Yeah. How much pressure is coming from, like, MLB itself not to do this? Because you have to imagine a team like the Dodgers or the Rays or any of these teams that, that, I mean, I know the Dodgers don't operate on a razor thin budget, but they were smart with their money. If we could do this math in five minutes, I'm sure they have. So how much pressure is there from the office that, hey, none of you teams start paying your minor leaguers. They'll do (laughs) it. I'm sure that, you know, all the owners do meet at, you know, in, in some kind of shadowy cabal and <laughs> they, you know, they, they collaborate on everything. We already know this, so I'm sure this is one of the other things, one of the many things that they do collaborate on. Oh, for sure. Yeah, if if for no other reason, then I'm, I'm sure maybe 29 of the owners don't want anyone to set this as a precedent. Yeah. And then it's everyone the else looks bad. Yep. Who's the one there, Ken? Uh, I mean, whoever's brave enough. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be one decent Toronto, person. maybe? <laughs> you know everyone was pissed at Toronto for like five minutes. Of course. Ridiculous. Definitely is ridiculous. I also enjoyed the, like, on the topic of PR, I enjoyed the, like, when they put out that terrible playoff proposal. I enjoyed that it was a conspiracy theory just to, uh, uh, it was just to distract from the Astros shit. Yeah, that's got, that worked real well. (laughs) Let's make everyone pissed at something else. That's really a horrible idea. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, somehow the Mets only had the third or fourth worst PR this week. That's good, I guess. It's an improvement. That beats victories. For the Mets, it's a record. Yeah. It's their best PR like moment. In- Hang a banner, everyone. <laughs> it actually might have legit been their best PR week in like a few. <laughs> Which is really, uh, that's sad and terrible. Alright, um, let's take a break. And we'll... Be back with a little bit more minor league discussion. Maybe this one is a good one. I don't really know. We'll we'll take a look at it in a second. We'll be right back. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, everybody, to From Complex to Queens. I'm Steve Seiper, and I'm joined by Lucas Vlahos, Ken Levin, and Thomas Henderson. And another bit of news that came out this week is the fact that MLB The Show 20, for the first time ever, is going to have uh, full and accurate minor league rosters for AAA, AA, and then semi-accurate rosters for low-A teams since... The game has like a limit on how much data can be allocated to rosters, and obviously the higher levels are the more important ones in the context of the game. But yeah, usually after the games are released, modders will make up characters and release accurate rosters and stuff like that. But for the first time ever, the actual um, game developers are doing it. They're doing it in collaboration with one of the bigger modder um, groups. That, that do it for free, but it is all official stuff right now. And usually when a game has a license to include the minors, all the license includes is team names, logos, uniforms, stadiums, but not players. Um, guys that have MLB service time, you know, they're on the 40-man, they get included, but that's pretty much it. So you'll have, like, semi-accurate rosters in AAA, but then lower you go the crazier and more made up the rosters go and just to look i i checked i have mlb the show 19 and i checked who the mets top prospects are in that game and it's kind of hard to get to to, to make a clear list because you know the players are rated on you know present performance and and projection and whatever but um the top three guys that i saw that the Mets have on the default roster is a left-handed starter in single A named Robert Fitch. There's a reliever in double A named Abdul Stevens, and he's 18 in double A, so that's pretty good. Yeah, that sounds real. <laughs> and then there's another 18-year-old in double A, uh, another left-handed starter, Brian Cahill. So those are the Mets' top prospects in the game, and obviously those are not the Mets' top prospects in real life. Um... So I never, I've never played any of these games. Forgive my ignorance. How do, how does like when you do these career modes, does it just like auto generate uh uh like random draft picks and then randomly decide who becomes good and who doesn't? Um, you have drafts and basically every every draft is random and it's just potential based. Ah, okay. And so like. It's. I think the draft order is the actual draft order for the first season, and then whatever happens after that is what happens. Mm. But um, yeah, it's always random, and like sometimes you just the drafts are terrible, and like it's also funny. There's no international free agency, so the international players are just in the draft. Hmm. So because they've never really put that in, so yeah, so that's how that works. Thank you, Resident Generation Z guy, Thomas. We're all boomers, so. Um, I got but, called a boomer by my class of high schoolers. Oh. It felt, felt bad. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. No, not cool. it was not very cool. 
So that's a, so that's a little. Does that like kind of take away from the experience a little bit when you're like playing out your career and six years later half the league are just a bunch of random made up people? Yes. Okay. <laughs> if we're being honest, like the and the show specifically, like they let franchise go to the wayside because other modes make a lot of money for them. Yeah, so with all the cards and bullshit. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. And an interesting thing is prospects are going to have those cards as like, with they're going to have like, like expected uh, uh overalls. I guess I, I don't know how to word it, but like, oh, that's going to be real funny in a couple yeah. of years. So like Joe Adele is like one of the better prospect cards in the game. Nice yeah, to like, expect. And exactly, and like so, some of those prospect cards are going to have like. What they think, how how good they think they're going to be in a few years, cards. Okay. So that's gonna be really interesting. Like what Ken said, it's gonna be funny when some dude is like supposed to be really good and he like it's, out of- it's gonna one hundred percent be based on like Jim Callis's MLB.com ranks and just be <laughs> oh, sure. all gonna be great. <laughs> uh huh. Totally accurate. Best list around. Every one of them is gonna be a future god. Uh huh. Chris. So yeah, I'm just wondering if they're getting paid because that's what killed the NCAA football franchise. Exactly. Um, that's why it's kind of big news. I mean, like I play the video games and they're fun, whatever, but I'm not really that big of a of a video game person. But you know, for these guys to have their likenesses and everything included means that they had to have been paid. Oh, uh, that's a, that's a funny joke, Steve. MLB well, paying the minor leaguers extra? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there is no minor league union, so I'm assuming that the guys that are included, they have their own individual deals with Sony, with the developers. Um, not really sure how that may have worked. I mean, it could have been something like, hey, here's 20 bucks. Can we take a facial scan of you? You know, whatever. And sign this, you know, document. But, I mean, the whole thing with, like, the, the whole reason why minor leaguers have never been included is because of the likenesses and everything. You can have a guy like, uh, excuse me, you could have a game like Out of the Park Baseball. I'm pretty sure that they have they have everything, accurate rosters and everything like that. But that's just because it's text based. You don't really have the actual, you know, players and likenesses and whatever. It's just like numbers. You know, in order to have Tim Tebow's face, you know, Tim Tebow had to have gave them permission. So. And he was in the trailer. Like, they yes, showed him. Yes, exactly. Yep. Of course he was. Yep, he was the only Met in the trailer. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> and it did look like him. It was Oh, yeah, good. totally did. But, you know, for the guys that got picked and they're going to be included, you know, that's good for them. Hope that they – hope it's worthwhile for them, whatever financial incentive it was. And that's good. I, you know, I guess it opens the door in the future for other guys to get, you know, a little – pay boost in future games too yeah absolutely i mean i don't think that this is something that they could really take a step back from you know the 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 forbidden door is open for the people that understand that reference and you can't go you know back now so it's cool and and you know i'm i've never been the person to have like the time or attention span or whatever to play like multiple seasons where this kind of thing is like important, you know, at most, most is I have on MVP baseball 05. I played an entire season and I think I started like a few games of like the following season, but 
And that's a lot of time to dedicate to playing a game. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, you know, it's, you know, for most people, it probably doesn't mean anything, but it'd be cool, you know, that if you, if you start a Mets franchise that, you know, in, in a couple of years in that game, you'll see Ronnie Mauricio or Francisco Alvarez and Matt Allen, not Robert Fitch, Abdul Stevens and Brian Cahill, you know, that just yeah. definitely makes the game um, a lot more realistic. I always used to wait for those rosters to come out before I did anything. Like, they're, I think my, the biggest mode that they have is probably this thing called Road to the Show, where you make a person, mm-hmm. and you get drafted, and then you, like, play only their at-bats. So, or if you're a pitcher, only their outings. So it goes by really fast. But you start in the minors, obviously, and, like, you're in the minors with these random teammates, and I'm like, I know who these people should be. <laughs> you know, like, and... It's they try to they try to make it like RPG light ish where you have like friendships and rivalries and stuff like that and like being friends with like an actual Mets prospect is going to be cooler than like being friends with like random eighteen year old who has the really big bushy beard because that's how they (laughs) that's how the algorithm made him or whatever it is. Yeah, I remember that Abdul Stevens was from Japan also. (laughs) What? (laughs) Good old algorithm. I was about to, like, loud the Mets for having the first, like, Middle Eastern prospect or something here, and he's from Japan. <laughs> Although, you know what, though? I shouldn't I shouldn't make fun because you Darvish is half Iranian. Iranian. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You That's know? true. You never know. You never know, exactly. All right, all right, all right, that's fine. Where's the guy getting the first and last names Abdul and Stevens while still being Japanese somehow? <laughs> what if he was a military baby? And just is from there. Would that okay. count? That would make sense. That could make sense. Would you be from there? Like, would you have to be an international? No, you're still, you don't have. You don't get Japanese citizenship. And I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Let me go down the hall and knock on my roommate from Japan's door and ask him how this works. It depends. It depends on the country. There are two ways to get citizenship of a country, and everyone's different. There's juice sanguis, I believe it's called, which is the right of blood. Your parents are a certain nationality, therefore you inherit it. And then I forget what the second one is called, and I haven't studied this in a very long time, so don't don't yell at me. I, I wanted it, but whatever it is, it's like juice, maybe Terra, something like that. It's literally the land that you're born on, you are then a citizen of. So some places do one, some places do the other, some places do both. I don't know how Japan does it. But if he was an, an American Army uh, brat kid, he would have American citizenship, 100%. Mm-hmm. And now we know. It's like it, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that that random meme of uh, some Japanese baseball game gener- generating fake. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what this sounds like, but on a bigger scale. <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, this is something people have wanted for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, if nothing else, hopefully you get me and Smiley Leakers are going to get paid a pittance more. Yeah. I can't imagine Sony would be that stupid because they saw what happened with the NCAA games. Like, they're it's dead now because of that stuff. So, like, I can't imagine a company would be that brazen again, but who knows. You know, when there are millions of dollars and easily exploitable people to take advantage of, you know. Yeah, that's true. Just can't resist. 
I mean, e- EA is the one who made all those old fo- all the football games. And if there's a game and company people like to shit on, it's 100% <laughs> EA with good reason. Yep. Very good reason. So uh, I would hope that Sony is smart enough not to emulate them. Well, we'll see. All right, well, uh, anybody have any last words for the week? Over under uh, two and a half significant injuries to prospects during camp. Oh, during camp. Yeah. I'm going to say under. Yeah, me too. I was going to take the under. Under solely because I don't think we would hear about all of them. Well, we don't even know what's wrong with Jed Lowry, so I think Ken's (laughs) probably right. That's true. That's true. The last time I remember a injury to a, a, a prospect during spring training, it was not reported on at all. So definitely will be something swept under the rug and just kind of forgotten about until it can't be anymore. All right. Um, if anybody has any questions or comments or whatever, you can send us an email at our email address from complex to queens <clears throat> at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and uh, you know, talk with us there. I am at Steve Seiper. Lucas is at Elvlahos343. Ken is at KenLevin91. And Thomas is at ZedMetSeasonSZN. Subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. And that, of course, includes our podcast. It includes the original Mason Avenue Audio, A Pod of Their Own, Unformidable, really good shows, all of them. So subscribe if you don't. And then rate and review. And, of course, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back next week with some more minor league news and developments and whatever else. And until then, love the Mets. Love the Mets. <laughs>